Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Wisconsin? Welcome to another edition of Dairyland Talk, the third edition of our Bucks podcast. My name is Dylan Piccolo, and Ami with this journey is the a little under the weather TJ Bain, uh, contributor over at Dairyland Express. TJ, how's it going, man? How you feeling? Feeling okay today. Uh, man, it was a rough uh, Thanksgiving uh, break. I tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially with the weather turning now, um, it's starting to get into that season. So everyone hopefully got their flu shot this year. Uh, so we're all preventing the illness here. And the Bucks have seemingly gotten back to their trend um, of winning, losing, winning, and losing, uh, kind of rotating every game. Uh, where we left last left off on uh, last week Tuesday, uh, the Bucks. Uh, had just defeated the Bulls and the Nuggets at home and were headed to on a schedule where they would face Portland, Phoenix, San Antonio, and then Charlotte yesterday. We now know the Bucks went two and two. Um, I believe our predictions were three and one, so a little bit off there. But let's start out with the good. Um, and that is the 43 point beatdown the Bucks put on Portland Trailblazers. Uh, what are a couple things that stood out to you in that game? Oh man, uh, Giannis went off that game. Had a, one of those dunks that he would just stare down everybody. I was loving it. 33 points, 16 rebounds, nine assists, almost had a triple double. Uh, Giannis was on fire that game. Yeah, it really was uh, the Greek freak. Um, but he was getting that open uh, a lot because he had three other uh, members of his starting lineup at get above 15 points. Um, and it was pretty much just the Bucks doing what they usually do offensively, uh, getting threes, uh, trying to hit them. They shot 15 of 45, so that's right in that 15 to 17 make ballpark the Bucks are looking for every night. Um, so, and you know they won, and they got good play from Eric Bledsoe yet again. Uh, everyone in the starting lineup, uh, except for Brooke Lopez, who only ended up taking three shots, uh, shot above 53 percent. So. I mean, if you're getting that kind of production and efficiency from your starting five uh, with this system and the defense that this team can play on night on a night to night basis, um, you know, it's going to be really hard. And, you know, the, the Trailblazers were the Bucks one loss of the season um, at one point uh, before they had lost a, a few other games the Bucks did. Uh, but it was one of their biggest losses. It was a 15-point blowout. So to take care of the business on your home court and kind of show that, all right, it wasn't embarrassing losses. Uh, one ESPN reporter had noted it. Um, 
you know, the Bucks held their own and they dominated. And another thing I noticed is the Bucks have had some trends of 40 point quarters and they found themselves with a 40 point quarter again in the second. Yeah, it was another big game for them. Uh, it says it was one of the largest uh, victories since 2000 for the Bucks. A 43 point margin victory was the largest since defeating the Charlotte Bobcats at that time, uh, 50 points back in 2000. And it appears that the Bucks um, <coughs> aren't missing a B with John Henson out. Uh, Don Maker, he, uh, you know, he's getting some good rebounds. He had eight rebounds, eleven points, uh, a block uh, against the Portland Trailblazers. So he's been playing well. Christian Wood came off the bench at kind of the garbage time, ten minutes. He had eleven points, five rebounds. Someone that I know Bucks fans uh, are pretty high on as well. Um, I've seen, uh, you know. In the early stages of the season, uh, you know, we're almost a quarter of the way through at this point, and I was thinking about the Bucks' two free agent signings that they had this offseason in Ursan and Brooke Lopez, and we know, and we'll move on to this in a minute, Brooke Lopez is 0-for-12 game from behind the arc, uh, and Ursan has, you know, been dealing with some, you know, he was out for a little bit uh, with an injury, he, you know, he was 0-for-5 against Portland. We've kind of seen how good the Bucks can be when they these guys aren't playing are playing their best, but how can they be when they're not playing their best? And you know, and that kind of moves us to the next game for Milwaukee, which was against uh, Phoenix, who uh, at the time was four as four and fourteen after taking the win. Uh, kind of a disappointing game from the Bucks against Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, a two point loss against Phoenix is. Not really what you want to have, you know, happen. But again, Giannis with another big game, thirty-five points, ten rebounds. You know, Eric Bledsoe coming in with seven assists. You know, I mean, the Suns just had a really good game. That game, uh, the victor gave the Suns their first road win of the season. So I mean, it's just, you know, in a game-winning shot by Jamal Crawford. I mean, what else can you ask for for the Suns? You know. Well, uh, what I'm curious here is, is this is obviously the game that Brooke Lopez went 0 for 12 from deep, but we saw what happened to Houston last year in the Western Conference Finals in Game 7 where they missed, you know, 20-something, 26, 20, 23 or 26 straight threes. And, you know, Brooke Lopez goes 0 for 12, and we lose the game against the Suns where, man, if he hits two of those, we're in pretty good shape. Um, Do you have any long-standing concerns and and i'll give you my opinion after but do you have any long-standing concerns about what this like the three-pointing three-point shot can do for the bucks on a night-to-night basis are you are you concerned that you know it might be game seven and we're gonna go you know 20 we're gonna miss 20 in a row or whatever it is because you know it might be a possibility or do the benefits of, of the success when you do hit them outweigh that uh risk kind of at the end yeah yeah i mean you know i mean yeah he I mean, missed all 12 of his three-pointers. You're kind of looking around going, man, you know, but kind of like what Coach Mike said, it's surprised he's a great shooter. Some nights are yours, some nights are not. I think it's positive they kept shooting. You know, it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of attitude and, and positivity to keep shooting, and we kept pushing him to shoot. So, I mean, some nights are going to be yours, some nights aren't. You just got to keep shooting. You never want somebody to go 0 and 5 and then just stop shooting the three because they just have no confidence in themselves. Yeah. I, and I I think that you know in like they've said in a, many of the post game press conferences, you know they're all for each other. They trust each other to make the right plays and the right decisions. 
And if Brooke thinks that in the be- that situation to shoot a three is the best, even though he's over ten, whatever, over twelve, then that's fine with me. I mean, I'm all down for that. Um, but I will say uh, uh, one positive of that Phoenix game, although it was hard to find one, was Giannis Antetokounmpo, 36 minutes, 87 percent from the floor, uh, seven and 12 from the line, 35 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. Giannis was absolutely at his best. And I think you're starting to see, and we'll talk about this next game where he, uh, against San Antonio, where he had 30, another double, massive double, double. Um, but what it talk, talk a little bit about Giannis right now and what he's really doing for this team, um, in a game where not everyone's playing their best. Uh, cause like we've said, there's definitely going to be times where they are playing their best and they're not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Giannis is playing at it. I mean, is he the lead for MVP? I would think just come, it is named him player of the week this week. Uh, so, I mean, Giannis is, he's playing out outstanding. I mean, shooting at a high rate that he is averaging like what? 33 points, something like that. I mean, he's the leader of this team. So whenever things are going down, they all turn to him. And when a player like him is constantly putting up the numbers and stats that he is and showing leadership that he is, it, it brings the morale up for the team. So I really think like losses like this are good for the team because the next day they just come out ready and fired up. Absolutely. And the Bucks have been focused. They've been really focused uh, on their games. And when a slip-up does happen, it kind of can shake the locker room and say, all right, well, we got to get back to what we were doing. And I think a lot of what they're doing is just playing team basketball. Um the Bucks have five players right now in double figures. Giannis leading the way with 26.8 points per game and 13 rebounds and six assists. MVP numbers uh, in my estimation. And then Chris with 19. Malcolm actually is uh, – or excuse me. Uh, Eric's at 15. Malcolm's at 14. And Brooks at 11. So you're getting a lot large, large portion of your scoring from uh, your starters. And with the emergence of Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon, the Bucks have the luxury of taking Giannis and Chris Middleton out and still having a punch on the scoring uh, numbers as well. And they can space them out well because Dante DiVincenzo's back, Pat Connaughton, really Silva, Tony Snell's been playing good as well. So I think there's a lot um, lot to like about the team, uh, obviously with Ana DeCumpo at the top, but then if you look at the rest moving down. Yeah, I mean this team. This team is built well. They did a great job, like you were saying earlier, with the offseason um, signings. You know, adding Brooke Lopez and other players like that, and you know the team with like Chris Middleton and Eric Blood. So they're they have a really solid foundation, a great coach, you know, a great fan base, and they're the top team to beat in the East, and they're playing like it so far. And I think that um, we'll segue to the Bucks versus the Spurs, where the Bucks, uh, you know, bounce back after a loss as they've done this season uh, to defeat the San Antonio Spurs, one thirty-five to one twenty-nine, um, in a bit of a comeback performance for the Bucks. Uh, they put up another forty-point quarter in the fourth quarter uh, to win the quarter by thirteen. Uh, 40 to 27 to eventually thrust them into the lead uh, with good play. Um, we're going to go right back to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, not efficient, as efficient of a night with him, 9 for 16. Uh, he did make 16 of 20 free throws, which obviously helps on every given night. It just kind of shows that their defense couldn't handle Giannis. Um, we're talking 18 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Uh Giannis obviously on his game once again there. Uh, but like I mentioned in these other podcasts that we've done together, TJ, um, 
four other three other members of the Bucks starting lineup in the 20 points. Uh, getting those other guys to get going and really being a team is kind of the same as what we saw with Budenholzer in Atlanta where you got a lot of different guys going. But the Bucks are different because Atlanta had never had that one superstar that's going to get you maybe 30 a night where you don't need that fifth guy to always have a great night because, you know, Brooke Lopez had nine points, but that was okay because Giannis took charge of that, uh, those numbers for him. So, uh, you want to touch a little bit about the Spurs game, what you kind of liked from the Bucks, uh, against a pretty formidable opponent in the Spurs. Yeah. Well, well, the one thing I liked the most was, uh, Giannis after the game, he said he was feeling very relaxed. You know, even though they were down, he said, I felt relaxed. He scored 14 points in the final period and was hearing chance of MVP. I mean, you know, I just, he said he saved up some energy. I'm reading it right now. He said, I saved a little energy for the fourth quarter. For a player to know when to execute a game that's so, like, when you're down, but knowing that you can do whatever you can take over a game, I mean, Giannis is just playing unbelievable right now. I know we keep talking about it and talking about it, but the, the guy is a walking 30 point 15 rebound any any day yeah so it, i mean it's he's, impressive. Giving, he's giving you the scoring of james harden and the rebounding of andre drummond and it's a pretty deadly combo um for Giannis. uh but Giannis needed to be good this game as well because uh the bench who might i add was down ursan Ilyasova, dante divincenzo did not do well for the bucks at all um all actually all five of the Bucks bench players that played uh, minus Sterling Brown were negatives in the plus minus in all of the buck and pretty much all of them were double digits. Uh, Pat Connaughton was a mi negative minus 24. So he, uh, you know, it wasn't his night to a six from the floor. I, you know, he's been super effective this year. Um, but four bucks were uh, in the po double digit positives and plus minus. So, you know, Giannis had to be good. The starters had to be good, and they were. So that's how, you know, when we talk about this team, we talk about each game and everything like that. I think the narrative is being sort of written for the Bucks right now that they can win in a lot of different ways. And to be a good, actually, excuse me, to be a great NBA team, to be championship bound, you got to be able to win in a lot of different ways. And I've seen the Bucks win in a lot of different ways this year. You've had your Giannis games. You've had your Chris game. You've had your Eric games. You have your Malcolm. You've had your Brooke. Every single guy in that starting lineup can have a game where, wow, we won because of them. And you know what? The bench can do the exact same thing. Man, Pat Connaughton was fire off the bench. You know why? Because he's a good bench player, and it rounds out our team, and we can win in a lot of different ways because of that. Yeah, I mean, this team is, like we were saying earlier, is just built to, you know, to just beat teams at a regular basis. And as long as they can continue to play the way that they're playing now – this team can go far into the playoffs. I mean, Giannis is that type of player who is great, but he makes other people great. I mean, Eric Bledsoe is playing some of the best ball he's played. I mean, Chris Middleton is playing outstanding. I mean, I know we were talking about Brooke Lopez having a bad, bad week, but before that, I mean, Brooke Lopez was Brooke Lopez from almost the Nets almost. You know, it was just he he's starting to make everybody better and elevate, you know, you know, bring everybody's game so much higher. And I and I think that's where it's going to start and end with the Bucks. You know, Giannis. Obviously, we've always questioned his three point shot, and you know, he's. I think he's fine the way he is. If he can get thirty four and fifteen 
uh, you know, a three-point shot isn't really necessary. It's almost more impressive that he's doing it without a three-point shot with how prevalent it's become today. Uh, yeah. and, you know, and, and I think you're right. The Bucks can be a team that can take a deep run because, Tor- you know, Boston, 11-10. and 10. Obviously, Toronto is 17-4, having a great season. We beat them. I don't care if it was out the quiet, but that was without Giannis. I like our team a little bit more than Toronto. I think Toronto is playing a little bit better right now. But I think Milwaukee uh, can win again a series against them, uh, and then you know Philadelphia and Indiana with eight losses apiece, twelve wins for Indiana and fourteen for Philly. Jimmy Butler is obviously a concern, uh, you know, if you will play them in a series. But I don't see any reason why the Bucks couldn't beat him. I think between their three stars and our three stars, um, I think we have a higher higher number one player. I think our number two players are. You know, I think Joel and Chris Middleton are, you know, I think Joel would probably be rated higher if we did like a top 100 player list. But I think Chris Middleton's pretty comparable. Uh, and, you know, Ben, Jimmy Butler, I think, you know, obviously he's a little, he's better than Eric Bledsoe. But for what the team is, I like Milwaukee's depth and shooting a little bit more. We'll see what happens when the trade deadline comes and goes. But I think Milwaukee's in a good spot in the two seed. And I think that the standings, other than Boston maybe getting back some wins and maybe Detroit slipping a little bit, uh, I think the standings could be pretty similar to what we're going to see here. Yeah, I mean, it's really – it's starting to shape up really to where it's just going to be the Raptors versus the Bucks, you know, to go to the finals. That's that's how I feel. You know, they're they're just playing outstanding. They're playing way too, way too well, way on an elite level to where it's other teams are trying to catch up. And they know it, and they're playing as it. You know, the Bucks are are just playing as a team that are like we're the best, you know, and everybody else is going to have to try to catch up, and we have to play like that. And they have that attitude, and teams are going to, you know, really take notice, and they have been. So then we move to the final game um, of our week, which was last night against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, second time the Bucks have traveled to Charlotte. Um, Second time, it's ended in a one-possession game, and this time it did not go into the Bucks' favor off of a Eric Bledsoe kind of heave from a little bit past the three-point line uh, that kind of <laughs> been off the backboard and almost actually kind of went in, which was kind of impressive. Um, but it wasn't quite uh, the game for the Bucks starters, although uh, all five finished in double figures. They didn't really quite have that oomph that they had uh, in previous games where they're scoring 120, 130. Um, Giannis was, you know, seven for 15. Chris is what really kind of killed us, three for 12 from behind the arc. Usually you get a little bit better from Chris Middleton, especially uh, against kind of weaker Eastern Conference opponents. Uh, And then, you know, there was six players that played off the bench, but only two played over double-digit minutes. So it was really just kind of the Bucks kind of in a rut offensively most of the game. I think Marvin Williams and Jeremy Lamb really killed the Bucks, uh, both shooting 50% uh, from the floor. Marvin was on fire in the first half, uh, especially. Uh, and Tony Parker kind of came in late and did what Tony Parker does in late-game situations. Um, I don't really look too much into this loss. Uh, I know it's a it's a road game, but with, the, with what Kemba Walker has been doing lately, um, I can kind of give the Bucks a pass for this one. What about you? Yeah, this one was definitely a pass. Um, it was just a sloppy night for the Bucks. honestly. It was just one of those nights where 
they just couldn't get anything going. It was just, it was real bad. You know, the Hornets were just on point that night. Uh, and like you were saying earlier, the bench really has to step up its game when Giannis is having an off day. And I think that, oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, I think that the bench, you know, I mean, other than Pat Connaughton, who saw 10 shots, um, there was only eight shots to go to the bench. Oh, excuse me. That was three-point attempts. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, I am right. Excuse me. There was only eight shots to go around um, for the bench other than Pat Connaughton, and that's 18 total. So, you know, I understand that there's going to be some games where you're going to need your starters, you're going to need your bench and everything like that, but the Bucks have been playing pretty good basketball, and I don't think it's necessarily uh, that big of a concern uh, against Charlotte. But, you know, We'll see how it goes. Uh, I think that there's – I said something that they're moving the ball well. I think that they kind of get it a little – they get a stuck sometimes and the Jason Kidd kind of, all right, let's give it to Giannis and let's get out of the way uh, or let's give it to Chris. And I, I don't see – actually, I don't see as many Chris isolations, which is probably for the best because he's a lot better getting his own shots. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't look too much into this loss. I just think it's a tough road game in the Eastern Conference in the dog days of the season as we're approaching it. Yeah, I mean it was like like we were saying it was just a real sloppy game for for the Bucks and you know the Hornets were just on point that night. You know they got Kimball Walker playing outstanding. You know Michael Kidd Gigris is playing. You know his defense has really really made it hard and forced like sixteen turnovers. So. And Milwaukee only had what uh, fourteen points in the paint, so it's just a really off game for the for the Bucks, really. But that's all right because in a very long NBA season, there is more games to come. Uh, and for the Milwaukee Bucks, let me just pull that up real fast. They have a game tomorrow night at home at Pfizer Forum against the Bulls, uh, which we've beaten. This year already, after a poor first half against them, we came back and won. We play the New York Knicks, who we've also defeated this year. Uh, we travel to the Garden. Uh, it's a 4 o'clock Saturday game. Um, and those are actually the only two games of our week. Uh, so it'll be kind of a light week for the Bulls and the Knicks, two of the kind of bottom feeder teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, should be a good time for the Bucks to gain some confidence uh, to win those two games before they head up against uh, Detroit, Golden State. Uh, they have a Golden State-Toronto on Friday, December 7th, and Sunday, December 9th. So they have about you know two, two games against the Bulls and Knicks, or the game against the Bulls and Knicks, to kind of get into the swing of things after that loss to Charlotte, and then kind of a, a warm-up test against Detroit before you play the two big boys uh, in the Warriors and the Raptors. What can you? What do you uh, see in those games? Well, I, I see that you know we got the Lopez brothers playing, you know, the yeah. Bulls and Bucks, so we get to see that. And I think I, you know, looking at the schedule, the games, you know, the two games like you were talking about, the December seventh and ninth, the Warriors and Raptors. I see the Bucks winning these three games coming up, and then those two are going to be the real big ones. It it'll really show what the Bucks are made of. I mean, I know the Warriors are really not having a good season so far, but it's still the Warriors. And then you get the Raptors at Toronto, so you know full roster for them, full roster for us. I mean, that's going to be a matchup to see. Two top teams in the East. Uh, hopefully, at that point, so. 
hopefully we will uh, be there at that point. Um, like I said, the Bulls uh, and the Knicks are this week, Wednesday and Saturday. I foresee the Bucks going 2-0 and in that stretch. Uh, you know, I mean, Giannis does some things at Madison Square Garden, so I'm wondering what we're going to see next on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be fun, you know. And on the Knicks, you know, they don't have Porzingis or anything like that. But, you know, Cantor's playing uh, decent. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is hitting some shots. So it's not going to be a uh, an easy game, but it should be a winnable game. And I think that will wrap it up for Dairyland Talk today. The Bucks 2-2 two and two in our last week together. They have two games in our next week together against the Bulls and the Knicks. We foresee them being 2-0, and oh, but, you know, we'll wait and see what happens with that. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to uh, Dairyland Talk. Um, this is our third episode. We are on uh, anywhere you can find podcasts, really. Um, check us out at DairylandExpress.com. You can always check out my good friend and my co-host on this adventure that we have weekly, TJ Bain, at Top Rated Sports. You can check me out at Twitter, at DP, double underscore hoops. Got some cool basketball stuff coming for you uh, with the Bucks uh, being 14-6 and six and heading into the stretch run at the quarter point of the season. TJ, any final thoughts, any last words? MVP for Giannis, baby. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I agree, and I think we uh, are getting close to that if he can start keep averaging those 30 and 10 games. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.